On today's show, we're talking with author Dr. Stuart Shanker, the author of Self-Reg, How to Help Your Child and You Break the Stress Cycle and Successfully Engage with Life. There is no such thing as a bad kid. According to world-renowned professor of psychology Stuart Shanker, even the most frustrating, annoying, or troubling behavior has an explanation and a way forward. Dr. Shanker reveals a revolutionary new understanding of stress and how it affects children's emotions and behavior, as well as practical advice for parents to help their kids engage calmly and successfully in learning and life. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Dr. Stuart Shanker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Janine. So tell me a little bit about how you decided to write your book. Well, that's an easy one to answer, actually. Um, <laughs> we were asked to work with a kid that was destined to um, have a really tough life, to get in trouble, uh, to be kicked out of school, to get in trouble with the law down the road. And what happened was, when we started to work with this kid, what we saw was, he wasn't a bad kid at all. He was only seven, by the way. Okay. He wasn't a bad kid. He was an overstressed kid. And yeah. He was overstressed. Because he had some biological sensitivities mm-hmm. that were making school real tough on him. What we did was, by reducing those stresses, we saw a whole new kid. And what was more important was his teacher saw a whole new kid. And basically, it was seeing how you could change a child's trajectory that made us want, made me want to write the book and made us do all the work that we want to do. We want to save all these kids. Well, I have to say you're talking to the right person because I have kids and I'm always a detective like, okay, why are they in a bad mood? Are they tired? Um, did they take their probiotic? Did they, this, that, and the other thing. So you're talking to somebody that is completely tuned into this topic. Yeah, I love it. We were all kids once, you know, and I remember being totally addicted to junk food and then being terribly depressed on a Sunday night thinking, I don't want to go to school. And now I understand the impact of so many different things. So I love how you say there's no such thing as a bad kid. Yeah, and there's not. And they're just kids and they can do bad things. There's no doubt about it. But what we are very careful to explain in the book is the difference between misbehavior and stress behavior. Mm-hmm. And and we want to teach parents how to read the signs of stress behavior. And now what we need to know is what do I do when it is stress behavior? How can I help my child so that they can learn how to do this for themselves? And that's really the goal here. It's to learn what are the signs of when I'm starting to go into uh, a stress state uh, and what are the stresses. Many of those stresses are hidden. And what can I do to reduce those stresses and get myself back to calm? So could you talk about what are some of those types of stressors and how to reduce them? I think the biggest discovery that we've made is simply that kids are overstressed today. Mm-hmm. We base that on, um, we, we follow some data very carefully that uh, show us that the increase in stress-related behaviors is exploding on us. Uh, and this can be mental health, physical health, behavior, attention. And so what we wanted to figure out was why is this happening and what do we do about it? To answer the question properly, we have to understand that for a scientist, a stress is anything that requires the brain to start to burn energy to keep that system running, to keep some system running smoothly. Mm -hmm. 
Now, some stresses are really good for the kid. We need stress in life. Stress is what motivates us, what gets us up in the morning, hopefully. Right. <laughs> that, that, that gets us to exercise and learn. So what we want to do is we want to reduce those negative stresses that are burning way too much energy and preventing us from embracing those positive stresses that we need to succeed. You know, one of the things I see as a parent, and I've seen this for years, are the parents that overschedule their kids. They're going to go to school, and then they're going to play sports, and they're going to start doing their homework at 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and, and the kid is burnt out. They're not getting enough sleep, and repeat and repeat, you know? So I've got a 12-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and she is she takes school really seriously, and she's a good student. She's a competitive swimmer. Mm-hmm. She's a competitive soccer player, and it's too much. So what we had to do as parents is we have to learn how to read the signs of when it's too much. Yes. And then we have to figure out for my kids what works to bring them back down, to refill their gas tank. Bearing in mind, every child is different. So what works for my daughter may not, it does not work for my son. What works for my son, I got a 15-year-old who when he's overstressed, he goes out and shoots hockey pucks in the garage. (laughs) Not good for mom's stress, but really good for his. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, this is a great lesson, too, because as these kids get older, they can learn yeah. how to handle life. I mean, I brought my kids got to it. yoga, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you got it. And that's, if we're going to give a message to your listeners, that's the most important one. Because what you're trying to do is your kid, whoever it is, is going to face stresses in the future that we can't even anticipate. These are new stresses that are happening. And what we have to do is we have to give our child those skills that will enable them not just to cope with, but to absolutely thrive in whatever life's going to throw at them. And it's going to throw at them. There's no doubt about it. Right. Two things. I recently learned that, for instance, my daughter's neck was out of alignment. So a simple visit to the chiropractor and a massage made a huge difference in her mood. And talk about a stress, right? Right. Because... Yeah, that's a fabulous example. I've never thought of that one, but that's a real good one, right? Just a little thing. I, I go for a run every day, and I've got a little tiny nick on my toe. Mm-hmm. And it's unbelievable how much this stupid little thing is stressing me out. Exactly, and I bet you're like, you can bite people's head off just because of that little toe. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not allowed to do that, though. No, like, I know, but it's amazing how we can let yeah. some little thing control us. Sure, and you know. said you had two. What was the other one? You said you had two examples. One was your daughter's neck, which is fabulous. Oh, oh so, um, you know, just her neck. She just came back from a really intense trip. She went um, to Poland and Israel. But I took wow. her to the chiropractor. Yeah, it was like emotional and physical boot camp. Um, I took her to the chiropractor and for a massage. And what a difference in how she felt after. So, you know, we have a couple of slogans that we uh, print up for schools to use. And one of them is, see a child differently and you see a different child. Oh, yeah. I think as a parent, you really have to gain some empathy. I mean, here I have a junior. Well, she's a senior now. So think about the stress of she's thinking about college and SAT scores. And, you know, we we have to really think about how we communicate effectively and what we're doing to our kids to add to their stress. So, Janine, honestly, I can't say anything more important than what you just said. Uh, One of the things that we want parents to understand is when your child is overstressed, what they're going to hear is what your own limbic system says. If you're upset, if you're anxious, that's what they're going to hear, and that's going to add to their stress. But if you have those soft eyes, if you look at them with empathy, your 
irritation or anxiety comes down, and that's what the child hears. The child feels safe and secure, and that's what they need. Right. So what are some takeaways you would like people to, to have as a result of reading your book? Well, the most important one, I think, is to learn how to distinguish between misbehavior and stress behavior. What are the signs that this is stress behavior? If you treat stress behavior the wrong way, if you punish, if you, if you ignore, you can actually add significantly to the child's stress. So what we have to do is learn how to read the signs of stress behavior. Next, we want to learn how to distinguish between self-regulation and self-control. Self-regulation refers to how we manage stress, things you and I have been talking about. Self-control is how we make an effort to inhibit impulses. And what we find is those impulses are all too often a sign that the child has gone into hyperarousal. So if we work on their self-regulation, self-control becomes unnecessary. They don't have to inhibit those impulses because guess what? The impulses diminish on their own. So the rest, you got to read the book. <laughs> You're right. Do you also lecture? Because this seems so powerful for, you know, anybody. I do. And what we've done now is we've actually created online courses because Ooh. it ends on a, yeah, um, if you go to self-reg.ca, we have, uh, we just can't keep up with the demand anymore. So what we've done is we've created online resources for parents and online resources for educators. You know, right now we're actually, we're operating pretty much all over the world. So, uh, but my feeling is that it's really, really important at this point in time that we bring this into the U.S. The U.S. is in a very, very highly stressed, stressed state right now. Right. Having said that, your state is doing some fantastic things. Your early years initiative is fantastic. We are watching what's happening in California closely. Mm -hmm. So I think there's receptivity. And you get someone like you, right? I, I want everybody to tune in to your show and listen to what you're telling them. Thank you. Well, it's from experience, from my own bad habits as a kid. I mean, even the simplest thing, Stuart, like I know here in California, I've interviewed people that are changing the entire lunch program, you know, so kids aren't eating junk. They're actually growing the food and cooking the food. And I know I see a difference. Yeah, I mean, I see a difference in my own kids. So if people could just pay attention and say, gee, maybe that kid didn't have breakfast or maybe they had a sugary breakfast. Or maybe they don't, ha they don't have enough lunch, and that's why they're asleep and they don't want to focus at the end of the day. And these are fabulous examples of hidden stresses, stre negative stresses that are draining that child's very ability to learn. And if you can, if you can re remove those stresses, oh my God. I know. Suddenly, see, I had no idea what this child's potential was. Yes. I'll never know if the child's overstressed. Right. Well, that's why, you know, a lot of the reasons I started this show is because we all go th through funks. You know, get the funk out where you can be a I teen. Saw, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you can be a teenager, you know, an older person, whatever. We're all susceptible to so many things. Do you have advice for people that are facing a challenging child? Maybe they're a teacher, they're a parent. Um, you know, what they have to do is, uh, one of our most important slogans is you have to try to understand the behavior, not manage the behavior. What we mean by that was, what we mean is that, that that behavior is telling you something. That behavior is telling you it has a meaning, and we have to figure out, you said at the very start of the show today, you said you see yourself as a, as a detective, mm -hmm. and that's how we describe self-right. You have to become a stress detective. Right. When these 
these things happen, they're telling you your kid is overstressed. And you may and that stress may be the last thing that you're thinking of. Uh, you'll jump on the obvious stress when in fact you have to look at all of the stresses that the kid is under, not just the one that jumps out. If you do that and if you teach the kid how to do it for themselves, you will get a whole new kid. And you'll get and I love something you said a second ago. We are seeing some fabulous studies on using self-reg with the elderly. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you teach them, their own medical problems decline dramatically. There is no point at the lifespan in which we can't benefit from learning this. I have to share something quick with you. My daughter, my younger daughter, is into slime. And, um, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to amp it up for you. So I wrote this whole article, How Our House Has Been Taken Over by Slime. I'm getting ready to post it soon. <laughs> And, oh, this is really good. You'll like this. And we have a friend who just turned 98, and I said to my daughter, let's bring Hannah some slime and have her check it out. And, you know, people have arthritis. They might not know what this is. Maybe they don't really play anymore. So I have never seen this woman light up as I did playing with six different colors and shapes of slime. Did you write that up? I sure did. Yes, I'm getting ready to publish it. I'm trying to figure out where to guest post it. So if you have suggestions, you want to let me know offline. We have our own vehicle, so um, I'll get somebody to get in touch with you, and we will publish it, okay? Is, I love it. Is that love fabulous it. or what? I've got pictures of their hands together. Anyway, my point is I love what you're doing. I want to talk to you more. I know we have to wrap, but um, tell me your website and people, where people can find you. Okay, so uh, the book you can find anywhere because we just brought out a paperback this week. Okay. The website is self-reg.ca, and everything I've talked about today, you can it's all clearly posted on the website. And where are you located? In uh, east of Toronto. So I actually live on an island, but uh, we are in a place called Peterborough, Ontario, which is Beautiful. Toronto. Well, if you're ever in the States sometime, <laughs> I would love to. I want your article, so we'll get in touch. Oh, I, it, I'm just finishing up with my editor. Wonderful. Okay, great. It was great chatting with you. I really enjoyed talking to you. Me too. Thanks, Janine. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.